4: Let's go
5: now to Janet Shalem, who was at the press conference. Uh, Janet, you were in the room. My goodness, uh, could you make out what was being said by Beto O'Rourke?
6: Well, I did see what happened just before the press conference started. I was in the third, uh, third uh, aisle, um, third row on the aisle rather, and there were two people across the aisle from me. And a moment before the press conference started, they got up from their seats when Beto walked in. So they were seat holders for him and then he sat down so his presence wasn't really noticed in the fifteen or twenty minutes that people were gathering inside because he was not in the room so this seems something very clearly staged by Beto O'Rourke and his campaign wanting to confront the governor at this moment. Um, also want to talk to us a little bit about some of the new information that we have learned and it is considerable. Uh, we did learn that we knew that the suspect had uh, shot his grandmother but uh, Uh, The governor told us that that grandmother was shot in the face also we learned that a um, member of law enforcement had um, has lost a child in this and uh, a few more details just about what happened there were two classrooms that were connected Uh, the shooter was able to access both Um, and I just have to tell you that it looks like maybe Beto O'Rourke is being removed or somebody right now because there's a lot of a lot of commotion here uh, behind me but um, uh, certainly a, a news making press conference that is still going on, Tony.
0: All right. So that was a report, interestingly enough, from CBS. And what they were describing, of course, is that they were outside uh, this Texas press conference where the governor was there, the lieutenant governor, uh, De- um, Patrick, and also the sheriff of the county and all kinds of law enforcement people. You know how this goes. They were giving a briefing when she was just repeating some of the things that they learned in the briefing. But as they were in the middle of this briefing, uh, Devin... Uh, Devin, that's my producer, <laughs> Dan Patrick, uh, was getting ready to speak. The governor had just handed him the microphone. And uh, Beto O'Rourke, who is, you know, running for governor, uh, as you heard the uh, reporter just say, had had someone saving seats for him on the front. So he comes and slips in. And uh, in the middle of the conference, this is what it sounded like, clip four.
2: Uh, pass the mic to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Governor. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me.
3: Excuse me.
0: Sit <laughs> down. <laughs>
3: you're out of you're out of line <laughs> and an embarrassment. Hey, sit sit, sit no,
4: down. I don't don't play get this no, I don't, don't play this stuff, sir. Sir. Next shooting is right now and you are doing No, you need to get this sir. out of here. This seven isn't seven is the place to talk to so This is totally
3: predictable when you. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. I'm sir. You are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like
7: this to make a political issue.
0: All right. So what happened was that they escorted him out, and uh, he's basically saying, blaming the governor, this is on you, uh, you're doing nothing. And uh, of course, the, the gentleman on stage, the, the guy that was yelling, he was the sheriff, and he has the right to do that. He's the guy in charge of you know law and order and safety there. Uh, that's the, no, I think that was the governor. That was the, the uh, sheriff that was shouting SOB. But um, uh, anyway, that's what Beto O'Rourke did. Of course, he's running for governor, and he, as CBS described, this was a political ploy. There's just no, no other way to describe it. If you really want to save the lives of future children, you would do it a little differently, I think. Uh, and you surely wouldn't blame the governor for the shooting. I don't know how you could do that. That's not even rational. But, of course, that's what the left does. They start blaming. And we all have a tendency to do that. We have to be very careful. This is a sobering time. I'm going to tell you some things about some follow-up information uh, on the shooting, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I'll tell you why, not because it's not important. I want to caution you about getting into that tabloid mentality where you have to know every nuance and every story. Um, there are, this is a horrible tragedy that needs to be addressed. But there are horrible things happening all over the globe. But I don't want us to lose sight of the big picture, um, if that makes any sense to you at all. So you're going to get a lot of the details on uh, news outlets that you watch on a regular basis, and you can watch them for the details that you are wanting. Uh, But I probably won't be spending, as I don't, I never do, spend a lot of time on these shootings, other than to emphasize the wickedness of it, but the details of it, uh, I'll leave that to you, to other sources. I would say, you know, one thing you need to know is 19 children have been killed and two teachers right now de- identified it's horrific. And uh, they're, you know, publishing the children's pictures and names now and the families and all of that, as they always do. Um, but nothing will take away the sorrow and that loss. I, I want to address some practical things that are happening in the wake of this. You know that President uh, Biden, of course, is blaming the gun lobby, of course, and uh so did you know Kamala Harris so did Nancy Pelosi. It's all you know people that support guns and you know believe in the Second Amendment, they're responsible for this. That's basically the the, the tenor of things uh, And so I the National Rifle Association is getting ready to have a convention I think in Houston at the George Brown Convention Center and there's a huge protest out front. you know the people are being whipped into a frenzy naturally it's the National Rifle Association's fault that this happened. That's what they like to allege. Of course this is, the deep part of this is that they do, they, the left, wants to take away the rights of citizens to bear arms uh, because they have something bigger in mind. Uh, once they take away our ability to arm ourselves, then we we will have no defense against the, all the things that they want to do. I have this great quote. I didn't, I didn't have time to find it. You should see the stack of papers. I have about uh, two feet of papers from just this week of things printed out that I didn't get to. And it's in there somewhere, this, this statement about how the Germans <clears throat> took away the, the uh, uh, guns of the Jews, the, the report, the, the declaration that they must turn them over. And we know that happened in Australia, too, more, more currently. Uh, they had people, they did like, this buyback program. And so Australians were just defenseless when they clamped down with the COVID restrictions and started sending people to camps. Uh, this is what, this is the danger of this. And so I don't have time to go into all of that. I just would say the principle is the principle, and it's true, that if only if there are stronger gun laws um, that or, or we have our guns taken away, criminals will still find the guns. They just will. They'll get around the rules, and it will be law-abiding citizens who will not be able to protect themselves and good people who would protect other good people who are, Innocent victims or would-be victims of these people that are out of their minds wouldn't have the ability to protect them. There are so many people that save lives by because they are bearing arms. Those are the kinds of stories that the news uh, chooses not to print, and I could give you specific illustrations. In fact, I will. When I was on the air in Chicago and uh, the uh, Columbine massacre happened, and then there was a whole spate of those over the next few years, Pearl, Mississippi comes to my mind. And I remember the day I reported on the shootings in the school in Pearl, Mississippi, and I read in one account that a teacher ran to his car, which was in the parking lot or somewhere a couple of blocks away, got his gun, ran back to the school, and took down the shooter. And I never saw that report anyplace else. I saw it briefly, and it was gone. That is a big story. They stopped the shooter from killing more kids because a teacher had to. Well, he ran to his car and got his gun and stopped him. But see, that, those those things happen all the time, but you don't hear it. So you get this lopsided view, and people do get a lopsided view. So the NRI is going to go ahead with their meeting, but you can imagine it's going to be very tense. And just to point out, uh, Governor Abbott, I'm not going to play that clip because it's going to, it would take too long, but he made the point about how many shootings there have been in Chicago and in other cities where gun laws are very strict, very, very strict. I would know about Chicago. In fact, in Chicago, at least 276 children. Were shot in the city of Chicago in 2021. That's one year, uh, and it has 100% gun control, really strict laws. You have to have a lot of money and go to a lot of trouble to be able to have a gun at all, and that's actually a current that they could even get guns at all. So, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. And also, uh, then the the issue comes up: Well, how come America is the only one that has these shootings? What's wrong with us? Well, that's not true either. John Lott has been my guest a number of times. He's a uh, he's a statistician and a researcher, a professor, good friend of mine from the. He was at the University of Chicago when I first met him, and he did a study on on this. So this now this is a report back from twenty eighteen, so it's been a while, and I didn't have. Um, so I will have to update with John, but this is what in twenty eighteen he had found of eighty six countries uh, where mass public shootings were identified. The U S. ranks fifty sixth per capita in its rate of attacks and sixty one. 61st in mass public shootings murder rate. Norway, Finland, Switzerland, and Russia all have at least 45% higher rates of murder from mass public shootings than the United States. All right, I would refer you to crimeresearch.org. That's where John publishes all of his stuff uh, because, again, we don't hear about those things. You know, think of the mass shootings in, in Africa where, you know, they go, in and go into churches and kill people in mass just for one thing, just to give you a concept of how that could be, uh, you're not hearing about all of those things. Uh, so so anyway, uh, also, of course, lawmakers are doing what they always do. Uh, they feel because they want to get elected and because this is a great issue for a lot of them that they must do something, in quotes, they've got to do something, they've got to fix this, they've got to do something. So they are now looking at a bipartisan national red flag law that has to do with uh, background checks. Uh, we can talk about it more later, but th- the point is they're rushing, of course, to do something as though you could patch this, as though, you know, a gun-free zone, which is what that, the schools are, is just an open invitation to someone who wants to shoot and kill, do mass shootings and do their horror. They don't choose areas where people are armed. They just don't. So um, anyway, that's, uh, and of course, Biden has just uh, signed an executive order reforming, reforming reforming federal law enforcement. Well, you know when they say that Joe Biden and his team are reforming federal law enforcement, it can't be good. I'm sure we'll talk about that more. I don't want to go into that right now. But I just think um, there's a couple of things about the shooter that I want to say, Salvador Ramos. Um, I said to you yesterday, uh, there was a report that he was in the transgender community, and there was actually a picture. Uh, later, it was reported that that picture was not of him. But I—so I, I was looking at all different sources to find what I could find about that because you don't want to get that wrong, and I don't want to get that wrong. Uh, I found it interesting, even in Newsweek, I looked at Newsweek, and they were trying to give just the facts on Salvador Ramos in regard to that. They said that in one photo he had, you know, put on eyeliner, and that that was one of the—whatever that means, people took from that, uh, among other things, that he was, um, he was uh, sexually confused. He didn't have a girlfriend from all reports he was a, he was a loner. I'm not saying now that he's transgender because I don't know, but uh, the people that should know are not saying he's not. I would say that so um, i don't do not repeat it as fact, uh, and I'm not repeating it as fact uh, but but I, I no one has closed the door on that either, so we'll just see what happens. It's just sad. it's sad in every way, and so um uh, the View had some conversations about this, you know, they had some real strong thoughts because they're such intellectuals, uh, so this is clip five, let's listen to what they think about all of this.
5: So that's the question. What are we doing? Because we're, we're, why are we always at square one with this? And I swear if I see another Republican senator talk about their heart being broken, I'm gonna go punch somebody. And, and thoughts and I, I can't take it in their thoughts and prayers. Yeah. If your thoughts and prayers were really with everybody, you'd have done something by now. It's not like anybody's not trying to make this happen. What the hell is going on? I want them to stop gaslighting me also. Stop saying it's not, it's not guns that kill people, it's people that kill people. It's guns that kill people, okay? Mm-hmm. Stop saying the opposite. Stop saying that mental illness is behind this. There's mental illness in every country in the world and they don't have this problem. Mm-hmm. So stop gaslighting me on that one. And stop saying that you can have a good guy stop a bad guy with a gun. We have seen in both of these shootings in the past three weeks yeah. that a good guy tried and could not and do it. Was so for stop it. gaslighting us.
0: Yeah, stop. Well, you know, I just let me pick out one thing. I could say a lot about that. I would like to say, um, in response to that, you know, cars. It's cars that run over people, not people that run over people. So we should ban cars. I mean, honestly, we should ban. It's the cars uh, that run over people. They need to be banned. Right on that logic, that's what they're saying. We'll be right back.
8: When an unplanned pregnancy happens to a mom in crisis. Preborn born clinics are there.
6: I was extremely scared. The father did not want the child, and he had made me choose him or the baby.
8: This mother chose life after meeting with pre-born counselors and seeing her baby on ultrasound.
6: I just felt so blessed in the hand of God on me so strong, and I knew then on I was going to serve God, and I was going to keep this child, and I was going to love Him just like God loved me so unconditionally.
8: Preborn centers met this mom in her darkest hour, helping her to choose not only life for her baby, but life in Jesus.
6: He was our little miracle child. God's timing was impeccable.
8: Pre-born clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in America, introducing moms to their pre-born babies and helping them choose life. To find out more, visit preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby.
4: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starns. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting Go Visit to the number 49596. Again, that's Go Visit to the number 49596. President Biden is leading a national call to crack down on guns. The working theory of the anti-gun crowd is that if we ban AR-15s, we will effectively ban mass shootings. Their argument is a bit flawed, though. For starters, there's no word at this point on what sort of weapons the gunman used in the Texas grade school shooting. What if the teenager used a handgun or a rifle? Would the Democrats advocate for banning handguns and rifles? The more pressing issue is that public schools are soft targets, especially elementary schools. That's why I believe we ought to have armed security guards at every school in the nation. Hire retired police officers and military veterans. Same goes for teachers, provided they are law-abiding gun owners. Look, if we can send $40 billion to arm the Ukrainian people so they can defend their nation, we can certainly find the cash to arm security guards to defend our nation's public schools. I'm Todd Stearns. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
0: So I'm going to throw this immediately out to the audience and say how many of you are driving an electric vehicle at the moment? One, two, three, four. So I would say that probably constitutes less than 5% of the persons uh, sitting here in this room. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. That, that was at the World Economic Forum. Uh, they're meeting in Davos, Davos, Switzerland, Switzerland, and they're, the, you know, the smart people of the world. And they're pushing us all to go to electric cars because, like I said, really what they want is for us not to have any way to get around at all so that we stay home and, you know, uh, have nothing to eat and nothing to do. But they, they promise we're going to love it. You will own nothing and you will be happy. That's one of their points in this new Reset. But interesting, isn't it, that the attendants there themselves don't have electric cars? Isn't that something? And so, uh, a companion story to that is that Jack Pasobiac, uh, Jack is a blogger, former former um, agent. I don't know the CIA or, but he was a um, military agent, intelligence officer, I should say, uh, has been detained by police in the World Economic Forum in Davos. He's there, you know, taping, uh, reporting. Not doing anything other than just reporting, but I guess, you know, Jack is just the wrong kind of reporter, and we can't have that, can we? I don't know. I don't think he's in jail. I think they uh, surrounded him. They t- made him stop filming. Uh, they kind of hassled him, and I don't know what the, what the situation is right now, but uh, they have, that is at least what happened to him in the past uh, 24 hours. So, um, and of course, the World Health Organization is busy, you know, gaming monkeypox for us, I mean, I just, you can't make this stuff up. This is like a, it's like one of those dark, like the Joker in Batman. It's like a dark, dark theater. And it, it sort of makes you smirk, but then your stomach turns too because it doesn't, you know, monkey pox. This could be the new thing that, would allow the uh, World Health Organization, led by, by the way, Tedros, not Boutros. I said it wrong yesterday. I've been making a lot of mistakes this week, and I've been catching them as I do them, and then I have no time to correct them. So it's Tedros. And if you can pronounce the rest of his name, I will, you know, send you, uh, you know, a free donut or something. But it's uh, Tedros. He's the head of the World Health Organization, Uh, the friend of the Chinese, the defender of the Chinese, and the Wuhan lab. Uh, who are now, you know, uh, the President of the United States wants to give them and Tedros uh, the power to come into our country and take over how we handle the next health crisis. Now, isn't that something to look forward to? So uh, they're over there talking about that right now because they're meeting also in uh, Switzerland, I think Geneva, close by. So uh, anyway, that's the the international news there. Um, I want to talk to you today. We have not talked in so long, and I'm going to open the phone lines in a minute. I would suggest you wait a second because I have a few things to say. Probably, will uh, you, you're free to call, but I won't go to the phone lines for a bit here. 888-589-8840. If you have something that you want to say, I, really, you know me. I, I, I don't necessarily hone in on one topic. Maybe I should, but I enjoyed what's on your mind. It's 888-589-8840. This is a few uh, email. By the way, we always, we post our articles on Getter, just so that some of you that are new, uh, we're on Getter. And the things that I talk about that I think are most important, we do post there. So if you go to Sandy Rios on Getter, you can find it. Um, And then your way of responding to me is to go to sandy at AFR.net. We are not really active on Facebook anymore. So sandy at AFR.net, that makes, uh, it's actually working out well. I hope you agree. Uh, This is from Gwen. She said, thank you for your excellent interview with Katie Hopkins. I believe she's Esther for England. Um, She said, I've been listening to her on YouTube. Katie is excellent. She's a remarkable person. And I think you heard her say a week ago, well, I guess it would be two weeks ago tomorrow, um, that she was going back to uh, Britain and she was going to be making her first speech there, first public speech in several years. Very emotional about that. So... That's interesting. Now, remember keep in mind I, I don't think Katie is a Christian in, in the definition that we uh, that we some of us who are evangelicals might use. You know when you can, can't judge a person's heart, but she's uh if you follow Katie, she's pretty salty in her language and uh she but I I really like her and um as a friend and so that's Katie Hopkins. I always enjoy interviewing her. So Gwen, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um This is from Joe. He listened to our interview with The Economist yesterday. I can't think of his name. If you guys can remember it, put it on the screen for me, please. Uh, He said, what your economist left out is that – it was on inflation. That was the book. It was – Steve Forbes was the main author, and we talked to his co-author. What your economist left out is that America prospered for two further reasons. This is in the past, by the way. Uh, Joe goes on to say, in addition to gold-backed money and low taxes – Uh, It was the patent system that encouraged invention. And, yes, Joe, I happen to know quite a bit about that because I ended up getting involved in that several years ago when there was a fight when Phyllis Schlafly was still alive. I got involved with her in fighting back on um, uh, the loosening of American patents so that people were stealing intellectual property, and I learned a lot. It was just fascinating to me. Who knew that patents were so important or who even has that part of their daily discussion? But coming from the old country... Uh, our founding fathers uh, the, the king owned everything, so if you were innovative and you came up with some idea, you had no right to your own idea, and they 'd all been burned. Think of a guy like Ben Franklin. think about that. So when they came to America, that was huge that 's one of the first things they put in place was strong patent laws so that people could own their own intellectual property and that 's why America became so innovative. Talk about cars, talk about airplanes, talk about everything. It's because we had this really strong patent system, and that's what Joe is pointing out. The other, Joe says, was protectionism, which encouraged growth of industry and manufacturing in this country and created a lot of well-paid jobs. If we had had free trade, the gold would have drained out of the country as big trade deficits, just as the money is draining out of this country to China now and other places, by the way, and Ukraine and, you know, fill in the blanks, Joe, as our trade deficit. Protectionism has kept the gold circulating inside the country and creating income for Americans. You know, it's funny to me when I go to Canada where my son is now, haven't been there in a long time, but he was up there 10 years before he went to Scotland, so we were there many, many times. The Canadians really, really, really protect their own. They really protect commerce. They protect their own products. Uh, they are Canada-centric, and they don't apologize for it, and that's why things are so expensive up there. Uh, but when the, our free traders, uh, you know, started wielding free trade at us, George uh, W. Bush is the first person. George actually's dad was the first person that I know of in my lifetime of following this stuff push, pushed free trade. They they wanted to open the borders between Canada and Mexico, and um, so uh, and so pretty much they have, haven't they? uh but free trade i always i have to say to you, Joe, if you and I were talking years ago uh, I used to get into some discussions with my business friends because it just didn't sit with me, well with me long time ago before we have before we reaped all this destruction from what re- free trade is trade has done, which is you know sending jobs overseas and manufacturing plants and uh draining America of its jobs in manufacturing and manufacturing and being the ability to even make things it's just it's been horrible what what the uh the free traders have Of sold to us it was a bill of goods it helped them they got rich a lot of business people get and I'm listen I'm not anti-business my dad was a businessman I want people to to prosper at any level to do well to gain but I want it to be done in the right way in a way that does not hurt their country but anyway he recommends economist Ian Fletcher the author of Free Trade Doesn't Work uh, What Should Replace It and Why so that would be an interesting interview Joe so I appreciate the uh, suggestion I'm going to put that down and with a little star on it. All right, this is um, this is from, um, I don't know. It doesn't give a name. It just says, uh, we will be praying for you and Bruce for Thursday. Appreciate your show and all the help you and Bruce have given us. More, more to go. Um, I just want to get personal with you for a second, if I could. Like, I don't have time to get personal with you usually, <laughs> and I don't really enjoy it. I don't really like to talk about my personal life, but sometimes... I think it's important. Uh, We've really had quite a last few years. um, uh, Bruce, my poor sweet Bruce, as you hear on the the mic here, who's a former FBI agent, has really been through the mill when it comes to surgeries and accidents. And um, we've, uh, well, just to the order of last, a week ago, today he had surgery on his uh, left shoulder to replace it. I know lots of people have that surgery, but that's coming on the heels of... Uh, 24 years ago, he injured his right shoulder, broke his clavicle on a, in a surfboard accident. And he, so he has been wounded and miserable with his right arm for years. Uh, so he finally, uh, not quite two years ago, had the right shoulder replaced. We found a surgeon who did some very intricate work, uh, repaired that clavicle. We could never find any, anyone that could do that. And five months after that surgery, which he was so thrilled to finally have his right arm back and functioning... He fell off his bike and broke it in eleven pieces. And uh, it's that was just that was New year's Eve uh, a year ago. So um <laughs> so his left shoulder was doing the very same thing. So now, um, the right shoulder is, you know, not painful anymore, but it would sort of messed up the surgery that we had so anticipated. Nevertheless, it's still functioning, and now the left shoulder will be functioning. Uh, and in the process of that, he lost the use of his right hand um, and had to have surgery on his right hand to reconnect nerves. And that's in the process of healing. So it's been um, a very uh, interesting time for him and for me, um, loving him the way I do. And I appreciate your prayers. Uh, I really really appreciate your prayers. And I know that Bruce does too. We think he's on the road to recovery, the the feeling and the nerve surgery. We think, they say it takes two years in the hand to restore it. And we think that he will regain most of his abilities in his right hand, but it's slow going. And you can imagine how frustrating it is to a person who's right-handed. So, and now has this left, (laughs) left arm impaired. So anyway, we would appreciate your prayers, but that's why uh, some of the absences we've had lately, and I'm sure there will be a few more as we kind of navigate this thing. Okay, so, um, and this one more thing. This is a personal thing from Richard, and I'm not even going to read to you what he says because I would cry, Uh, and it would be embarrassing to me because he says such beautiful things. But Richard, I wanted to just say to you that thank you. This really meant a lot to me. Your words were just very healing. And I, I really, really, really appreciate it. Okay. All right. Let's get back to, um, you know what? We should go to the phone lines. Our phone number is, uh, what is our phone number? It's 888. You know, I'm notorious for this. When I was on radio in Chicago, I used to do the weather, the traffic, all of that, you know? And I would do it every hour. It's so on for three hours. I'd do it during the breaks. And then I would get off the air and say to myself, I wonder what, what the weather's like outside. <laughs> because I'm reading the weather. I'm reading this and that. And I pay no attention. It's just reading. And so I'm sorry, but I have to look. The number is 888-589-8840. 589 8840 So shall we just jump in here and see what we've got? Let's do it. Let's go to Sandy in Texas. Good morning, Sandy. Um, good morning, Sandy.
5: Um, I just wanted to say regarding you know when you intro your show about being nice. I think we're being nice here because um, they're going ahead and they're talking about what our agenda is. Living in Texas and watching Beto O'Rourke um, having to deal with this man on a regular basis just makes your skin crawl. Um, they, they they want they say that guns kill. Uh, you know. We need to do something like make yard signs where we say, you know, guns do not kill. You know, the hypocrisy that scalpels can kill 60 million babies in the womb, um, that's their position. They're they're the ones who are the killing uh, group of people, the mentality of the killing group of people. We need to stop being nice and equate those two positions when, they, we, when we let them discuss our position.
0: Yeah, no, that's good, Sandy. I think also uh, you probably heard I dropped it in quickly as I was <laughs> going out of the break, but uh, just the whole notion. It's, isn't it funny? They, they made, uh, look, I have to say this. I remember when the push to really go after drunk driving started. Um, Illinois was one of the states that really cracked down on that. I knew the governor. I knew his mother. His dad was an alcoholic, and he had a real thing about drinking. Uh, I I don't. I don't drink. I occasionally will have. I've confessed to all of you. uh, Occasionally, like every once a year, maybe a strawberry margarita, and I really enjoy them. But I'm not a drinker, so um, uh, so I'm not defending drinking. I certainly am not defending drunkenness. uh, But uh, they clamped down on drunk driving in such a way that it made it just really created. they went overboard, and they, they made such a big deal out of it. They went too far from my perspective. And uh, notice that they didn't say cars, you know, kill people. It was drunk drivers who killed people. People who were drunk killed people. The logic is just flipped. So now with guns, oh, no, it's not the people who are killing. It's not the, you know, the shooter in Texas, Salvador Ramos. It's the gun that killed him. And so if we do away with guns, uh, it, we won't have a problem. It's It is... Uh, ridiculous, uh, illogical, totally illogical, but, but we know that about. Sandy, thanks, uh, and I appreciate the admonition to not be nice. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to Mitch in Tennessee. Good morning, Mitch. Hang on one second. You guys back in the studio, I think we're on the wrong mode here in this new call screen. If maybe you, I don't know think, oh, so Mitch in Tennessee, sorry. If you guys could go on on my computer and please switch that mode, I'd appreciate it. Okay, Mitch, how are you this morning?
9: Pretty good, Sandy. Can you hear me?
0: I can, I can. Oh, you okay. know what? There's the music. I guess that's what I'm missing. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I just, um, there's the music and I don't have time to talk to you. So can you hang on just a second? Mitch, can you hang on? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. I'll talk to you first when we come back. Sandy Rios, by the way, the phone number is 888 589 8840. 888 589 8840. Be back right after this.
2: I love this country. But can I tell you something? I love the Lord more than I love this country. And I love the body of Christ more than I love this country. So it is because I love you, frankly, I have to tell the truth. There are many that are more concerned with the consequences in our nation than we are about the cause. The Hamilton
8: Quarter. Weekday afternoons at 5 Central on American Family Radio.
2: This is Frank Effney, host of Secure Freedom Radio. It's your personal daily intelligence briefing about the challenges we face, how they're likely to affect you, and what we can do about them. You can find Secure Freedom Radio here every weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to learn from our extraordinary experts what you need to know and will want to share. Join us for Secure Freedom Radio tonight at 11 Eastern, right here on AFR. And who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Esther, a young girl, became queen of the Persian Empire when Israel was subject to Persian rule. A wicked man named Haman tried to get the king to exterminate all Jews. Esther, a Jew herself, was queen when this genocidal conspiracy was brought to bear. But her cousin Mordecai put her royal position in perspective. Perhaps God made you queen for this very moment to intervene on behalf of the Jewish people. Like Esther, perhaps God gave you the platform, position, and influence you have for this very moment to stand against darkness. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this.
8: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 80% 80% of the time, an abortion-minded mother who views an ultrasound, or sonogram, of her baby will choose life. Here's the story of Candace.
1: The sonogram sealed the deal for me. My baby was like this tiny little spectrum of hope. And I saw his heart beating on the screen. And knowing that there's life growing inside, I mean, that sonogram changed my life. I went from just Candace to mom. Thank you to everybody that has given these gifts. You guys are giving more than money. You guys are giving love.
8: There are currently pre-born centers which do not have an ultrasound machine. Would you sponsor a machine today dial pound 250 and say keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Or go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Your love could save a life.
2: This is Frank Affney with the Secure Freedom Minute. The global governance crowd is on a roll in destroying the sovereignty of nations like ours and freedoms guaranteed by our Constitution. The global resetters and their Chinese communist allies have recently revealed three initiatives designed to catalyze a new world order. First, with the Biden administration's connivance, the World Health Organization is beavering away in Geneva on agreements that will empower its Chinese-appointed Marxist Director General to dictate public health policies here and elsewhere. Second, on Tuesday, China's Alibaba conglomerate announced to Davos that it will produce a personal carbon footprint tracker to monitor everyone's contribution to climate change and everything else. Then yesterday, German-owned T-Mobile boasted at the World Economic Forum that the World Health Organization has selected it to provide universal global digital health passports, yet another building block for insinuating worldwide China's totalitarian social credit system. God help us. This is Frank Gaffney
3: don't forget to connect with sandy rios in the morning on getter or email sandy at sandy at afr.net that's sandy at AFR.net. sandy rios in the morning on american family radio
5: all
0: right sandy rios back with you and uh i promised and it's michael not mitch <laughs> we readjusted the screen of i don't explain it but anyway i will go back to michael are you still there michael
9: i'm still here sandy
0: Okay, what's on your mind, sir?
9: Well, I've answered to a lot worse than Mitch, but uh, <laughs> I just would like to uh, give you my thoughts on this. Uh, the, the Democrats, with the polls the way they are, and having no platforms whatsoever to run on, uh, I find the timing on this uh, shooting very suspect. Uh, with right coming right ahead of the NRA. Republican, the big event that's coming up, that's been planned for quite some time. Um, there's quite a few, you know, people with podcasts that say there there are no coincidences, and I'd just like to know your thoughts on all this.
0: Well, interesting challenge to have me think about that, Michael. I think um, I don't see how anybody could actually, any human, could actually yeah, they could, but I just don't think this kid fits the pattern of someone who's assigned by the the deep, dark left to go out and do mass shooting. I, I would think more that it would be uh, the orchestration of the prince of this world, uh, sort of a supernatural orchestration more than um, that some some group lobbied for it. The, the seeds have been planted for this, you know, whether it's—this uh, is just my thoughts— However careless this may sound, I think about all the drugs they're giving our kids, uh, all the kinds of different drugs they're giving them to for whatever medical conditions. I think about the drugs that are available. I think about the sexual confusion they're creating and the desperation in our kids. They're creating hopelessness in them. So it's a powder keg. And uh, they have certainly laid the groundwork for that. And inevitably, you know, there's been, I think, two more Uh, Arrests. I think one in New Jersey and one in other uh, one other state of someone, uh, uh, you know, wanting to go in and shoot up a school since this broke. So um, I don't. I don't think the the. I don't think like Nancy Pelosi directed this. I'm being crass, but I don't think she did that. But I think really the Prince of this world uh, is has his hand in this. He's uh, evil is flourishing. We see that really demons, literal demons, out on our streets and why wouldn't they be actively working in the hearts and lives of people who are confused and um, willing, actually, to be willing partners with what demons direct them to do? I think that's what's happening, Michael, if that answers your question. Let's go to Ken in uh, in Arkansas. Good morning, Ken.
3: Good morning. How's Sandy this morning? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Great. Great. Hey, I wanted to throw a thought at you real quick. I, I won't take too long on your time, but I wanted to throw out real quick uh, the people that are hollering about guns. I'm in law enforcement. I know a little bit about guns. And I want people to think about uh, guns are nothing without the hand that operates them. Knives, for example. Knives can save lives in the proper hands. Knives can take lives in the wrong hands. Cars. Cars. Cars can save lives. Cars are a great thing and a great asset to our daily lives. But cars can kill if they're used in the wrong way. Sunlight, for example. The sun gives us life. Water gives us life. But if those items are used wrongly or taken for granted, they can kill. That's why I want to, everybody to think about whenever they say guns don't kill people, people kill people. All of these things have great asset use when they're used correctly and by the right, in the right method. But most anything that we live with can be a detriment and cost us our lives or other people their lives. Alcohol, for example.
0: Yeah, they you know, can do
3: it if if it's used wrongly.
0: I was just thinking as you were talking. I, I was thinking about hands. Think of what hands. Do hands of surgeons to heal, you know, hands of artists to create great works, uh, hands of mothers, you know, to love on children, and yet hands can kill. Hands can strangle. Hands can hit and beat and strike. You know, so it's the same thing, and it's just foolish, really, Kent, isn't it? To say just how foolish and the, the problem is they start repeating these foolish statements and people start Believing them. I don't know. You know mark said a long time ago If you repeat a lie often enough people believe it and it is true It confuses our thinking when lies are repeated And so we need to we need to be in the business of sorting out our own thinking and helping others sort out their thinking So thank you. You've helped us You've helped us do that. Thanks a lot. Let's go to uh, steve in iowa Good morning steve What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning.
9: Two things. First, I would think that you would want to get Mark Levine on his book, American Marxism, explains to people the nature of the war that is going on. Secondly, George Soros has spent, I understand, almost a billion dollars on local DA, okay, races, because they are putting in thousands of DAs that will not prosecute. That means there are lots of crimes. That equals chaos, and if you check in that book, you will find that the Marxist recipe for revolution requires utter chaos in a country so that it won't.
0: Yes, fall Steve, let me interrupt in you. Yes, you know, I say that a lot. I don't know, maybe you haven't heard me say it, but chaos is the way they gain power. And now uh, let me just uh, cut you a little bit short because uh, we have to move on. But yes, uh, Soros did spend tons of money. We, that's why San Francisco as a Boudin, whatever his name is, uh, Chesa, Chesa, I think his name is. He was the child of one of the Weather Underground criminals who went to prison. And uh, yeah, so he's wreaking havoc on the justice there. Chicago, the same thing. New York, the same thing. In other places. But I have to tell you that it's gotten worse than that. Soros is now putting money uh, in running, uh, running like really low-down local races. They have so much money on the left. Uh, that they're they're starting now to and Pete you won't even know it. It's like your town councilman or your mayor will suddenly have tons of money and they will win. Uh, their candidate, the candidate will win because they have tons of money to spend in your little town's race. Sources into going down to the next level, and so that is happening. One more thing, just so you know, Mark Levin is actually a very good friend of mine, but Mark is so busy, he doesn't do a lot of interviews on radio anymore. And so that's the only reason I haven't had him on. Otherwise, I would, because I think the world of him. So thanks for that heads up, and thanks for the mention of his book, American Marxism. That's a great That's a great tip, Steve, Steve. Thanks a lot. Let's go to Lynn in Arkansas. Good morning, Lynn. You're going to correct me on something. I never make a mistake, so I don't know why you're calling. Oh,
1: it, it wasn't your fault. Let me explain
0: what happened. <laughs> I talked to the, sco- the call
1: screener, and uh, my comment was about a nature of past, or a I'm, I'm not sure all of what his credentials are, but he um, is well-known in the natural health field, and his name is Mercola, and it's spelled M-E-R-C-O-L-A. And when I made my comment, I said his name, but I think you thought it was Peter Mercola. And what I said was that in, I think it was around 2015, um Dr. Mercola's girlfriend noticed that a lot of naturopaths were getting killed. And when I heard that, I was temporarily in California, and in the newspaper there was an article about one in San Francisco, and it it even said he had helped many people. He, his wife, and either one or two children had been killed in their home. And um, anyway... um, what I'm saying is that there has been a battle between natural health and, um, you know, the big pharma and all that going on for years. And uh, two doctors that have written books about COVID were Dr. Mercola and uh, Robert F. Kennedy. And, you know, he has been um, yes. trying to inform people. Of-
0: Qu- quickly, if you can, Lynn, because we're running out of time.
1: Okay, the bottom line is, this is what happened. So I just didn't want Dr. Uh, M- uh, McCullough for that that to be uh, thought of, that I was saying that about him, because I wasn't. But this did happen, Okay. and
0: um, anyway. All right. Well, we heard you, and um, that's interesting. Thank you very much. Let's go to Lori in Oklahoma. Lori, good morning. Good morning, but I think not... Good morning, Glory. <laughs> what do you morning think morning. not about? Thank <laughs> you for taking
7: my call. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm going to probably echo some of the same things. First, let me say that my heart breaks for the people in Texas and the parents. God knows there's no way to just navigate through that without absolute brokenness and devastation. Yeah. And we've all heard people talking a lot about, you know, taking away guns, and we know that this is a consistent thing that the left does. The minute there's something tragic like this, they want to go towards getting their um, moment in the limelight. But when you played your uh little... Insert from the view, the women who I would consider to be the modern-day Jezebels running rampant um, all over the... Media. That might
0: be a compliment. Uh, I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah. go ahead, Lori. <laughs> well said, well said. I'm not anyway, sure they're that I bright. I'm think, sorry, but... but no, no, it, it's spot on. It's probably a bit of a compliment
7: based on how much they regurgitate vile things. But you cannot approach them with any type of logical thinking such as you're killing a million babies with surgical instruments and nobody's trying to take those out of the hands of so-called doctors. And you're killing our culture with their inundation of uh, pornography and human trafficking. But you're not talking about that. You don't want to talk about the real issues. You don't want to talk about the fact that we've been bathing this culture and these kids for generations in violent, violent video gaming and they celebrate it. And Hollywood has been cramming down these kids' throats for years, uh, violence and shooting and killing and blowing things up and glamorizing it. Let's not talk about what's brought us here. You know, let's not talk about the brokenness in this man. And even one of the interviews that was done by a local news person with a grandfather, and you could just see the brokenness in his own life. He couldn't even tell you much about his own grandson. I've got a yeah. ton of grandkids. I know I saw you've got that grandkids too. too, Sandy. I saw that too. You know about your grandkids. You know the things that
0: make them tick. You yeah. know them. Yes. Oops, Lori, we lost you. But I, th- those are great points, and I th- very great points. And I, we, I'm sorry we lost you. I don't know what happened. Let's go to um, Clifford in Virginia. Good morning, Clifford. Click quickly Good if you morning. can, Clifford.
9: <laughs>
0: Pardon Quickly, had, if you uh, can.
9: In the 50s, I went to school. We had Bible study, prayer, and devotions for about 15 minutes in public school. We never had these problems. We kicked Jesus out of school. Then all this started happening to solve the problem, put the Bible, Jesus, and prayer back in school. You saved thousands of lives and millions of dollars.
0: Thank you, Clifford. That's you're not the only person that sent something like that to me this morning. And I think uh, yes, I mean it's almost like reminds me of that great story in the Old Testament where the Jewish people forgot about their roots. They didn't know anything about their law. Uh, they found it buried in the temple and the king at the time,, uh, when they discovered it, had it kind of dusted off and, Uh, reinstated, and he's had the people called him for an assembly, and he read to them the commandments. They'd never heard them in their generation, and I kind of think that the same thing needs to happen here, too, Clifford. I'm I'm in agreement with you. Thank you. Let's go to Cheryl in Kansas. Good morning, Cheryl. Uh,
7: Yes, I just want to make a quick comment. Um, Why do we not talk anymore about lock the doors on schools? Why are the public just allowed to still walk in
0: I don't know. I can't answer that question. I think that, you know, some schools are locked down and others aren't. I think some places like probably in this little place in Texas, they didn't feel there was any great threat. They probably didn't watch the doors like some big city school would in New York City or Chicago. So I don't know, Cheryl. Like I guess it just a, you need to check in your own community. Uh, Out start where you are. And make sure that your your schools are are safe for the kids in the ways that they should be safe. I don't mean desks and social dis uh, you know screens and social distancing. I mean real safety from all these intruders, these wicked people who would come in and shoot these children like ducks in a classroom. Who would do that? Only a demon would do that. That is just horrific. Uh, But I appreciate your comments. And Shelly wants to remind us that there's an Iowa primary coming up. There's a lot of primaries coming up. Shelly, I don't have time for your call. I'm so sorry. But we will be covering all those, as you know. Monday is Memorial Day, and I hope that you will spend it remembering those that have uh, been, we've lost loved ones in in the defense of this country. That's what Memorial Day is all about, and I hope you uh, remember it in an appropriate way. Thanks for joining me. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk.